maximize every opportunity so that you can become you legendary. Become legendary. What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself 1% Your better? Your only goal is to be the best version of you. So welcome to Becoming Legendary. Uh, joining us this week from Stockholm, Sweden, Mons, who is a musician, a yogi, and the host of the Yoga Yay podcast. What did I miss, Mons? Uh, I think you covered uh, most of the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm such an honor to be with you guys here. Yeah, we're super, super excited to, uh, to have you. So I know, I know that you and Brian have kind of had a, a fairly long connection, um, even if that's using the, the tools of the internet to make that a reality. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to Brian for a moment and just kind of let you guys connect. This is, um, man, this is such a, such a great honor. I feel, I think the first time we, we connected on the inter, internet via Instagram was when you were providing an opportunity for all of your other, or your yogi followers to present a video. And that video was matched up with some movement. Um, so I took that opportunity to just throw together a little flow. It was like a little 30 second, 40 second flow to one of your songs when you were releasing an album, I believe. Yeah. And right. I remember. Yeah. So it was. And then after that, um, I think you chose me as, as the winner, so to speak. And in person, you just get a sense of uh, just by by texting, basically, and watching videos and having some kind of kind of a connection that you you feel connected to some people and some people you don't feel as connected to if you put it in a kind way and i think it's it's really like a magical thing with uh, us humans if it's just photos uh, text and yeah we connect connect with, with some for some reason and usually it ends up being the the truth if there isn't your gut and, and your gut feeling that's beautiful. what i mean <laughs> I do completely, completely. And, and my gut right now is asking me or, or wanting me to ask this question to you. So what came first? Was it the yoga or was it the music? Uh, if we talk about like the yoga music or whatever you want to call it, I guess it was kind of sim simultaneously, if that's the word. Yeah. Uh, but music I've been doing my whole life, but more in in kind of the pop scene or the top 40 kind of uh, yeah, bread and butter uh, radio scene, so to say. But uh, the yoga music, it, I think it started kind of, kind of at the same time. Like I was getting into yoga more and more and uh, mainly in, in, at my, the gym I was at that time. So it wasn't, as I found out later, perhaps not yoga yoga. <laughs> in that sense but then i changed gym and get to know this fantastic teacher who 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 was she was yoga to me in a way that like she she was talking about more than just the asanas and the stretching bit like more of the yes. way of living the way of meditation and all all the things around it and uh yeah i just uh and then the, the music was i think the first thing i did was a piano album and I got the inspiration when I took a massage actually when the, when they were playing this kind of piano background music and I 
I was a bit cocky and I told the girl there that I can I can make an album that sounds like this in one day. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And I went to my studio and it maybe perhaps it took two days, but I think I I made something that sounded quite quite similar and I sent it to her and she she said, "Oh my God, this is lovely. I'm gonna play it in uh, in my studio." And I said, "Yeah." And th oh, that's th fun. Then, then I figured that I yeah I'm. Perhaps I'm onto something because I was really doing it from my heart, and it came so so easily compared to to the scene that I were was currently working in, which is so structured and uh, like this month it has to sound like DJ Snake, and this month it has to sound like Justin Bieber, and uh, you know it's <laughs> like so formatted. You don't yes, you don't write from your heart, so to say. So it came quite naturally, and then it yeah here I am. It, that's kind of where it started. And, yeah. <laughs> that's it's beautiful, man. I, I think I think one of the what this this ties us into. I have a small background in in music production and DJing. So I think I shared with you one day all the DJ equipment that I had, man. So I think I shared that 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 picture with you one day. Um, and then Patrick himself, he's just recently gone down the the rabbit hole of of music production too. I think Patrick, wow. you, you just, you've just released a, a, a record, correct? Wow. Yeah. Two, 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 um, excuse oh, me. Two. <laughs> a, a double album as we call it in the nineties. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Back when, back when there were, there were such physical things. Yeah. Um, so, I, so this idea of this idea of uh, a being embodying yoga, and really, really creating an impact and a shift in your life and in your music, right? Um, do you know what it was about this specific teacher that was really the thing that was able to inspire you to do so much and so such a dramatic difference? I think it was uh, almost like what, what I was mentioning before with uh, that you just feel... Uh, connected to, to some people and she just had almost like this uh, aura of uh, goodness and uh, well-being mm. and uh, presence and you know yeah you know those kind of kind of things and i just was so like you just feel feel a, feel a immediate connection to yeah. this is something that i want to investigate more in and and hopefully become a part of so to say and yeah. and uh, yeah I'm, I'm i still feel this is just perhaps two, two and a half years. Okay. Ago. So I just still feel like a newbie in the whole scene, but I'm just learning from uh, everybody <laughs> as much as I can to, because it's, yeah, it's just such a beautiful community and thing to be around for me. It has given me so much on a personal level to like with friendships and knowledge about yeah all kinds of things in life. And yeah, yeah. for sure. So, so, when when you made when you made that shift um, physically, like what what did you what did your practice shift from and shift into? And when you said you were at a gym, I assume that was that was a, a fairly movement specific practice, and then you, and then you transitioned into something that was expanded, movement included, and and um, and further reaching than just the movement. What what was the biggest shift that you noticed between the two spaces? I think kind of like the mind and body is always t telling you, but you maybe you're not listening. Like the more aware I get in a way, it's just basically listening to the 
to the body or just like combining the physical and stretch thing with the meditation and the mindfulness bit of yeah. it. So I think yeah. that's mainly when you, you know, when you've been working out, you feel like, no, I really want to chill or I want to watch TV or whatever it might be. And I think that's almost the same with the yoga. Like mm. now my body's just telling me to sit down and meditate for five minutes. Mm. Yeah. So I think uh, in, in a way, Perhaps we are all aware all the time, but we're not listening because we're supposed to do certain things. Like we're supposed to work out an hour or we're supposed to do to do this and that. I don't that, know if that's, that's the answer, been, but maybe that's, I took, that's, a, took a different no, that's, path here, but that's, that's a really good spot. I, I, yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that brings up to, for me, man, that brings up, um, there's an expression or a quote that I heard one time. It's 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 can you can you pause in, in can you pause take a pause from the momentum of your life and can you listen to the whispering of your heart as opposed to the yelling from your brain? So like this is kind of what you were saying. Like the 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 yoga touched you in a spot that was that was whispering, that was sort of blossoming from your from your heart space. And there's, um, there's a Patrick, I felt this with you the first time I took class from you. That's how Patrick and I met is Patrick owned um, his own, his own yoga studio here in Arizona. And so oh, one of the cool. first ventures for me into the, into a yoga studio life was to, was to, was meeting Patrick. And I felt that, that deep, deep heart connection. You know, it wasn't as if he was teaching asana in, in any, in any different sort of unique way. But he, he was expressing himself from his heart, which made the asana land for me in an entirely different way. Yeah. Kind of, I, I think, I don't want to speak for you, man, but that's, that's, of course, kind of what I took, took away from what you were saying, from the two different experiences. Yeah, and I think it's, it's maybe our Western way of living. And I think, mm-hmm. I think the society is le- learning more and more in many areas, but we have this... Like you have to work out, you have to work, you have to do this, and and that is for me the the key word is kind of is balance. And I think many mm. people has learned so much when it comes to food, perhaps, but may and uh, working exercise and so forth. But one area I think is like work. People, I I just heard something interesting the other day that two people died died like twenty five year old guys out of stress and working too much and then Mm. the doctor told that this is super super common in japan like people just work and work they eat healthy they work out they do all these other things to keep balance but when it comes to work they just work themselves to death basically and (laughs) so that that's one thing i think that we're really lacking in uh, our society especially then in sweden and then the north of europe and america perhaps <laughs> yes i, I think we've forgotten more than more than we're lacking right because if you think about all three of us and every other being that's on this planet we have the technology within our body right to to become who we are we started out as as two cells joined together and that that intelligence within us has built us into the beings that we are today. Hmm. And at the same time, we then listen to these collection, this collection of information that we've captured in our brain. And we think that that has more intelligence than our body, right? Because 
our, our brain is literally nothing other than a collection of information that's been passed along to us. And our body is the, is the, the entity that was able to create that containment vessel. So we have this amazing technology that has built everything that we've taken out of this earth and put around us, as well as everything that we've taken out of this earth and put into us. And instead of, of listening to that intelligence, we listen to the co collection of random thoughts that we may have been associated with. And that's how we get this idea that we need to work 24 hours a day and work, 20, work out 27 hours a day. And uh, that'll, that will be the key to happiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really weird. I just heard this fun story, a friend who went to Africa to take like a drum lesson. And then it became so obvious, like the, the different uh, ways we think. Like then they were sitting around the fireplace waiting for this uh, master drummer to show up. And, uh, and uh, my friend was really like, okay, when, when is this guy coming? So, oh, maybe to, tomorrow, let's see. And they, then they just hang hang around Sweet. there and yeah eating chilling and yeah when you and having a good time coming, like yeah and then after like the seventh day the, the guy the guy uh, showed up mm. and i think that that's so uh well, i guess my point is like when we take the time and just lay in the sofa and chill then we always a lot of us has this voice in our head saying that you now you could do something better now something that is more wor uh, worth your uh, waste, uh, use yeah. your time uh, more wisely, so to say. Yeah. And I think that's the voice I'm trying to get rid of. That it's not, yeah, balance. Once again, it's not. It's okay to relax. It's okay to meditate in between the asanas too. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is. It's what's 100% okay to give yourself permission to rest. You know, like, like what you're talking about, man, it's like we're constantly do, do, doing. Everything is do, do, doing. And, and when, we, when we can be able to stop that momentum and, and try to come from a place of feeling and being as opposed of do, do, doing, that feeling and being aspect is where you can restore. It's where you can start to give yourself an opportunity to chill. And then out of the chilling for me is when the greatest creations come or, or my greatest creativity starts to flourish. And exactly. I was just actually, I've started off this, this venture into ice plunges. And, and, and one of the main things you have to do when you get in this ice tank is you have to surrender into the moment. You can't fight against the ice. You can't fight against the cold. And the moment you surrender, the moment you relax is the moment the magic starts to happen. There's a spiritual component to it. There's there's a, I feel so creative when I come out of the tank because I've given myself permission, if only just for a few minutes, just to relax. Yeah. Just to kind of get out of the way of the momentum of the collective, as if Patrick was talking about that. I think we all are. But yeah. And, and as you said, you're usually more creative. That's something I learned the last two, three years, perhaps, that you're more creative if you take, as you said, if you take the time to relax. Yes. Like uh, if you if I put pull back the time five years, I could sit with like a synth sound for five hours and I can't get it right. I can't, can't get, get it right. But now I learned that if I just 
whatever it might be, take a snack, meditate or watch TV and go yeah. back 15 minutes later, I nail it in one minute. Nail it. You nail it in one minute. That's right. That's so cool. All right. So you two, um, I want to, I want to get this, I want to get this question to you two, cause you are both the musical experts in my world right now. <laughs> and and uh, the idea of going back and kind of connecting with uh, tribal drumming really really brought this to me. So mm. there's this there's this primal connection to human sound and movement mm. that ha- seems to have been a part of of any known history that we that we have knowledge of, and. And I think you can feel it. And I think, Mans, when when you're talking about creating different musical environments for people to practice in, where you have to be connecting into some of this. So, what is and why do we have this this like primal ingrained connection within the human being or experience between sound, music, and movement? Mm. For me, I'm I'm. Uh... I think it's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not a believer in God, but for me, music and art is something like heavenly in a way. It's something mm-hmm. like everybody says that you can't be a carpenter because you have a, a, what we call in Sweden, the thumb in the middle of the hand, or you can't cook, <laughs> you're born to be a cook. But I'm a big believer that that is almost only knowledge like anyone can learn how to cook anyone can learn mm-hmm. how to to use a screwdriver but anyone can't learn how to make music and uh, perhaps act and perhaps paint that's just mm-hmm. some my own little theory yeah. that it's almost something heaven it's it's e- either you you're supposed to do it or you're not in in, in a way I don't know if if you agree agree with that. I mean, you, everyone can learn how to act decent, but anyone can learn how to play the piano decent. If you look at it as math in a way, like if I combine this and this note, then it will sound like that. But but to create something from the heart, I think it's something you you're meant to be. You know? Yeah. There's a so, there's a. Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah. No, no, take it. Um, the, the word, the word that, the word that comes up for me, man's is, is gift, right? There's, there's like, there's an innate gift sometimes that, that is involved with some of these artistic things. Um, for me, I would notice, I, I spent a lot of time in the production studio on the mixing board, um, mixing down, uh, mixes primarily for house music and techno music to be, to be fair. But with those, I had this, the, the gentleman that I was working with as is a producer like yourself. He's got records out. He's sold, I don't want to say millions of records, but he's sold a lot of records. He's a, he's a, what they call like a ghost producer. So he does a lot of behind the scenes producing oh, okay. for, 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 for popular artists. And so his ear in the, in the music studio was a gift. I could not hear certain things that he was hearing. So it was like, it, while like, for example, while you were, while you were tweaking or mixing down that particular synth sound you were talking about, like he could hear like little, like different pitches or velocities or that, that are, that I could not simply hear. And, and, and I, and I kept, 
I kept having him replay that. I can't hear that, bro. What, what do you, he's like, I don't know. I can just hear it. You can't. So, you know, that type of thing maybe is just a gift. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's both. I think so, some yeah. things you can can learn, like when it comes to frequencies and and, and stuff like that. But uh, but what to to speak from the or write from the heart is it's not not perhaps nothing you can learn. I think. But when it, when it comes to other things, I think you can probably learn it. Basically, like math. Like if I combine this and this, that will happen. If you know what I mean. Gotcha. So, so this idea of gifts, um, talents, and desires, because I think they, they really, they, they, they're, they're, you could have all of the talent in the world if you don't have the desire to pursue that specific interest. It's, it's not going to mean much. But I've been, I've been spending a lot of time in the last couple of weeks thinking about the idea of uh, determinism and free will. So since you guys brought that up, I'm going to go into something that I'm, I'm relatively excited to think about. Um, so we, we're all born into, placed into lives that we uh, didn't, didn't choose to be a part of. Um, we, didn't, we didn't pick the genetics that we have. We didn't pick the environment that we exist upon, um, which really takes out uh, the choice component that we all think we have, right? We, we, we expect that we have the ability to make any choice that we want to make. But if we think about the, the reality of the fact that we were put into a place where we're, our choices are limited by the experience that we're, that we're set into upon, do either of you think, is, is there another path, right? Is there another path for you? Or is this the only path that, that was ever possible is that you were, you were both going to end up doing exactly what you're doing today, one way or the other, because of the position that you were born into. Oh, tough one. That's a good one. <laughs> he's, he's known for these stumpers, man. So don't, don't, so don't get caught off guard. <laughs> well, one thing that would be really interesting in, is to take all people in the world and let them practice music for 20 years and see yeah. what happens and take the same 5 billion people and let them do something else for 20 years and see what the outcome is. <laughs> Maybe to, to get the answer, but yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that there are treasures that aren't uh, developed that could possibly perhaps be the new Mozart, but they don't get the opportunity it could be a parent or whatever to not choose mm. that path mm. but uh, uh to find back to that path anyway yeah maybe i i don't know i don't know to be honest <laughs> that's a if good I one knew, man. i would be rich <laughs> you know for me for me i really i think about this a lot too patrick and, and i and i think about I feel like there are certain there are certain points in your life, like almost like um, like like a spearhead when you have when you have two things coming together, you have your life and you have an opportunity coming together as well. And then when those two points meet, you have options. You can either continue along with the opportunity that was presented with yourself or you can continue on with 
the your your regular trajectory of life. And for me, I have in, in the way my life has transpired, there have been moments that I have consciously made decisions where I could either I know that if I make this decision here, I'm going to continue down this path. And I know that if I don't make this decision, then I don't know where this path is going to lead. But again, those decisions for me, I like to try to get still. I like to try to get calm. And I like to try to come from my heart because your heart will direct you in the right, in the right path to go. I don't necessarily think that I'm here right now because of all the decisions I've made, I think there's there's some there's also a piece of divine, um, like divine work, pushing me along as well. Mm. So it's kind of a little bit of both. So when the when the decision when you make the decision within you and that arises from your heart, what what made that decision happen? I, I think like if you look back at your life, it's it could be like five to ten things that happened that really formed sometimes one your life. Yeah. yeah, or sometimes one, like a comment you got from a teacher or yeah, or or may, maybe a, a bad comment you got to make you choose an, another path. But but like if you look at the the times in your life when you're it really has changed. It could just be those tiny things, like you collaborated with this or that person, or that teacher said that you're an awesome, whatever it might be, math or music. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I love that. So, and then uh, I like to think that that is something that it's uh, supposed to happen but um i don't know what i think about it but that would be like the the beautiful way of of seeing it like so, some something or someone is making that person say that comment to you when you are eight years old which will shape your whole life when when you were when you were eight years old mans were you on the road of music that early in your life I was, and it was yeah. actually one of the one comment like that that changed the whole yeah. um, my, my life in a way. It's something that I'm probably thinking about almost not daily, but at least one time a week. That was my piano. The the woman who was teaching me piano, she was having this conversation with my dad, and my dad said that perhaps it's music is fun and all that, but maybe it's good to have real proper education as many <laughs> parents <laughs> like to, to think and then she said she was pretty she was a pretty harsh but uh cool cool woman she and she said you you don't have a choice he's gonna be he's gonna continue with the music no matter what you say she wow. told my dad <laughs> that is something that really <laughs> i think that is one of those situations that formed my life in a way and and uh, that really made my dad think to be like okay yeah maybe she's right <laughs> maybe she's right that's really beautiful do you, do you think that is was 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 that comment were you showing the i would have to imagine at eight years old you must have been showing your talent right you must have been that the, that gift we were talking about must have been you must have been expressing that for her to say something like that yeah definitely she was the only i was the only 
she gave me like private lessons and she she didn't do that to no one but me for some reason so she was like the professor at the i don't know what the word is in english but like the um, royal whatever academy music cool. school or something yeah so i was there once a week and we were she, yeah she was a big inspiration because we weren't only playing piano she had the congas and all these rhythm things and she just it would just discovered music in all kind that's of aspects beautiful. which was yeah really, that's beautiful yeah, it was that's, an amazing time and that is an amazing time patrick what, what about you man can you can you determine a moment of your life that is that that sent you on the traje tra trajectory you are now yeah. or that's brought or brought you to this moment that we all speak today <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have lots of I have lots of those moments. I think one yeah. of the ones that I haven't spoken about in at least in a public forum, uh, I had a I had a professor my my sophomore sophomore junior year of college who um, you know you buy your textbooks and you come in with this big stack of textbooks on the first day, and he's like, okay, well we're gonna go through and we're gonna find what's wrong with these and. Um, that concept really changed my life. So instead of memorizing shit, he, um, he was like, Hey, just because it's written in a book doesn't mean it's true. So our job is to go through and, and really find the empirical reasons that some of these studies are, are complete bogus and completely bogus. And I, I, that, that professor became someone who, I would go to his classes even when I wasn't enrolled in them. I just started like showing up at anything that he taught because he just offered these windows of insight into the evolution of the human mind that uh, really changed my, what I thought was, what I thought I knew about, about the species that I am. So that, that's a guy who, who really impacted me, who I've, I've never really spoken about. And I, um, yeah, that, that was a remarkably large change for me i'm all about that giving sounds, shout that sounds like a, that sounds like a movie movie to me you should make a movie out of that <laughs> you get, yeah for sure <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah so man yeah, go ahead, go ahead no, no i was just gonna say yeah. there there's there's all of these events could could become movies though right like the same same thing with you getting sat down and, and that conversation having like you can see the you can see the cinematography you're sitting this little this little eight-year-old child sitting at the piano and this conversation's happening behind you and then like you hear that and you just start jamming out like there's <laughs> the, all of those moments you know those big impactful moments that those are that is the drama that that gives life to cinema that gives life to storytelling so for sure that that just seems like th those are all movies really yeah <laughs> yeah you're right about that i think i think one of the one of the one of the really cool things that that i think we're alluding to with this with this camera with this movie idea right is is how movies i think are really do a really great job of capturing capturing present moments capturing moments in time right so i think that i think i read a um i, I do i do a lot of 
work around present moment awareness, like being mindful. And with present moment awareness, I wanted to ask both of you guys, I think it's, what do you, what do you, what do you find within the present moment that is magical? That is um, a, a, a sense of, of comfort, but also a sense of, of creativity and expansion. Because whenever I'm focused in the present moment, like right now, I feel centered, I feel energetic, I feel connected to you all, I feel my heart. I'm not worried about the past or the future. It's, it's, there's, there's a magic, magical sort of sense that's happening right now. So I, I'll, I'll, lead that, I'll lead in with that, and then I'll kind of turn it over to you guys. I think, Mans, you were talking about the present moment in your recent, one, of, one of your recent posts, which I really liked. So how do you find, how do you work with the present moment in your creative, in your creative, um, your creative moods? And now, Patrick, also with you. Uh, I think for me, it's a constant work. It's something I've tried to remind myself of, if not 20, but at least 10 times a day, like to just, yes. to just uh, yeah, li live in the now, in the present. And w one thing that I re was really like a big turning point talking about that was when I was with my daughter and we were going out to, to throw uh, the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like in this separate house and yeah i just felt like this present feeling of uh of love and uh gratefulness and it was just this this little thing of seeing her i think it was the first time she was able to to like throw the garbage over the over the top of the container <clears throat> and uh and that made me realize that I was thinking thinking back on that event like a few months later and then I realized that that moment meant like a hundred times more to me than some fancy schmancy vacation that you went to. Mm -hmm. So that was one like big turning point for me to 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 be able to and start to, to at least try, try as I said it's a con it's a constant thing I work with, but just appreciate the the small moments in life and be here and now and not try to to worry, as you said, too much about the future and the and the past and just yeah, the, the, those small things that when you know when your heart just feel feel full and uh, you feel warm inside. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's an <laughs> uh, that's perfect, man. <laughs> That's perfect. I yeah, have a that's a really beautiful moment. That's just a really beautiful moment. Yeah. Is there, is there is there is there a way that you then, when you find yourself in the past or in the future, is there a way that you bring yourself or a technique, a tool, perhaps that brings you back into the present moment? For me, it's uh, breathing, I guess. Mm. That's my easiest tool to to come back or snap out of uh, any bad bad thoughts or not living here and now. But it's yeah. With that said, it's not it's not um, something that goes on twenty hours a day. <laughs> but I'm happy if it's an hour a day. Perfect. But still, still, that's uh, such value 
valuable time. So, yeah, I think breathing is my best tool too. That's a great answer. Excuse Patrick, what about you, man? I got to hear from you. Hmm. I, so I, I think that this is just part of part of the path that I'm on is I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the past or the future. Um, I don't know why I don't think about the past. I, I think I'm just not smart enough to, to worry about it. And for me, there's something in me that it's like, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. So I don't, I don't ever worry about if I'm going to do it or not. And part of that's probably, you know, I think part of that is if you keep, if you keep low expectations of yourself, then it's really easy to be happy with what's going on. And I, I don't tell anyone to keep low expectations of yourself. I don't think that's necessarily the key to happiness, but uh, it's, it keeps me in the middle. <laughs> I think that, so my tools, like I, I think one of the, I think breathing is an interesting, is an interesting thing. Cause when, when you say that, when you say that man's, I'm, um, I think what you're referencing is like an acute, okay, I'm noticing that in this moment, I'm uh, out of balance. I, I've, I've lost that, that like real true thread to this, to this present moment. And, and I also think you can look at that as, you know, if you, if you sustain uh, a longer term practice, then um, instead of that acute thing, it's just like, okay, I, my practice balances me out throughout the day. So I, um, I get up, I do my meditation. The day is pretty darn chill. I ride that universal wave. And then at the end of the day, I do my meditation and it's like, we come back and we start the day balanced. We end the day balanced. The, the rest of the day is pretty darn balanced. So I think, I think the, the breathing meditation piece of this can be, it can be utilized two ways. And I think it's important, um, that we think about that two ways too. We don't just think about, oh shit, I'm in the moment here where my car broke down on the highway and I'm freaking out. Now's a great time. Let's, let's sit down in easy pose and, and, <laughs> and bring, this, bring this level of stress down because that's not always the easiest thing to do in that moment. But if you, if you started the day, you turn the dial down to 0 0.001, then um, when, that, when the tire flies off, it's, it's easier to laugh about it. Yeah, good answer. I'm, and, still, and I'm still working on that. I have, I all do all my practice in the evening because my mornings are so super. I'm so super energetic. I, I've been trying to to do my yoga in the morning, but I really haven't been a, able to to focus because you, that, that, you start the really, day and you're ready to roll. Yeah, definitely. If, if I try to either meditate or do yoga in the morning, then my mind constantly runs to. Oh, I'm gonna make this song today. I'm gonna do this today. Gonna do that. <laughs> so, but that's yeah, that would be a lovely way to to start a day. <laughs> and Brian, when you when you when you think about recentering yourself, what's what's your what's your go-to method? You share anything with with either Mans or I? I do. I share. I share a little both. I, I share. I try to start. I try to start my day off dialing down the. The dial to 0.001 in your analogy i really like that um for, for me for me i spent i don't know where this comes from but i spent i spent a, a large chunk of my life um after my mother's accident 
spending my mental time in the past. And I, and I, and, and that was, it was like, I was trying to figure out a way that I, that I could have changed my trajectory of life so that my mother wouldn't have had the accident. It was like this really weird, um, mental game that I had myself in. And so to, to help bring myself out of that, I use my breath. I use, I use movement as well to, to bring myself back to the present moment. So, and sometimes I like to combine the both because it really allows my mind to focus on something. I'm not, not only focusing on my breath, but I'm focusing on linking my breath to my movement. And I think once I'm able to combine, it could be as simple as doing a couple squats in a grocery store line. Yes, I'm that man who does squats in the grocery store line. I mean, or it could be a simple, just a side bend, you know, standing up talking to my wife because my mind is not focused on our conversation. So it, so it could be like um, just a simple movement to breath really, really helps me. And then the last piece, if I'm really feel, feeling flustered, if I'm feeling out of balance, if I'm feeling stuck in the future or the past, I put on a musical track with no lyrics Man's, yes, your tracks have been played before with me. <laughs> so musical track mixed with movement and mixed with breath. Are the, is is that's the that's the three the that's the the three that really really set me into into that into that heart centered connected moment. Hmm. The music, the breath, and the movement. Those 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 three things for me are just anchors to the present moment man is there is there any music that that you that really sticks out within your life experience that has been impactful or or life-changing that's a good question yeah uh, there has been uh, quite a lot i've been the exploring uh, like jazz the jazz scene and the latin scene a lot and then i also loved what's on the radio now i can see the beauty in the rap music trap hip-hop that kind of vibe too and classical music not as much i like it but i haven't really dug into it that hard but if i can choose two i would say jazz and uh, latin music mm. That what about you, Brian? What type of genres have been most impactful for me? Just, is there any music? Yeah. Is there any music at all that like really, really yeah. shifted or changed you? Yeah. Um, ha. So the <laughs> really early, early like house music <laughs> changed, changed my life, man. Mm. Um, I, I, I love to dance. And, and dancing for me is, an, is, is led me to this, to, to me being a yoga teacher in some weird way, because it's, a, it's an expression of yourself, right? So the, the dancing piece, the house music, that, that, that rhythmic, that it almost, I feel like that, that, that just that, that rhythmic, that, that rhythm, the rhythmic um, bass drum, the kick drum for me, it, now this is going to take you back to, take me back to to my mother, who I never met, but but I almost, when I feel a rhythmic bass, when I feel a rhythmic low end, I can, it brings me back to, to the womb, 
this is going to sound really, really woo-woo-ish, but I'm dead serious when I say this. It's almost as if I can feel my mother's heartbeat like resonating or reverberating inside my body. Maybe it's my own heart <laughs> matching up with the music, but it takes me back to, to a relationship. I'm adopted, right? So I don't have a relationship with my, with my, with my birth mother, but it, it connects me back to her in some really strange way. Um, so yeah, the house music for sure. And now, now I'm really on this, on a spiritual, more of a, more of a, more of a piano type with, with no lyrics. I like, I like just, man's, I love, I love your music. I love, I love a gentleman by the name of East Forest. Um, so yeah, those yeah. type of, those type of um, heart centered creations are what really, really vibe with me. Hmm. And what about you? We want your answer to <laughs> I think there's two there's two that really stick out. Um, Al Gromer Khan, who really is the inspiration for for me being able to create music because he just does things that I never would have thought as music. And when you listen to the stuff that I put out, it's not a, a musician is not going to be like, oh, that's music. But um, for me it's like this this tapping into to neural to neural waves and um what what sound can do to manipulate the the human state and then uh, someone that a band a group that i've gotten into really recently that i wasn't really into when uh when they were when they were popular is rage against the machine and um we're like opposite ends of the world here but rage against the machine for two things, one for their 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 clarity uh, on what was taking place at the time. If you listen to if you listen to the message of Rage Against the Machine, the message behind the music, they're talking about all of the political problems that that are rearing their head in 2021, and they're talking about it in 1996, and that that along with the passion that they have. Um, that they had are just mesmerizing to me. I, I can just watch them talk about what they're about to play for just endlessly. And they're just, they're, I love, I love passion and they exude passion in a way that I, I connect into that gives me shivers just freaking sitting here talking. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. So sitars, sitars and rage against the machine. <laughs> yeah, music is music it's just that someone decided to label it but if it's good music it's good music i guess if any sound right like sound Vibration, because yeah. the the where music came from like at least in my world at least in my thought of where music came from is it came from some type of a percussion percussion instrument and i think what brian said is really interesting about that percussion heartbeat connection because it's something I've never thought of, but there is something really primal about percussion, percussion sound that that humans are drawn to and that, that brings and arises something. And then we start to add in all of these, these layers that sometimes you can hear and sometimes you can't hear. And I think that's also a fascinating thing is that there's the way that people are experiencing music is so vastly different. Um, I know as I've aged, I've, I've, 
the music that I listened to in my teens all of a sudden has these different layers of, of sound that, that didn't even totally. exist to me anymore yeah. at the time. And that has been beyond fascinating to me. And that is something I've been thinking about a lot too. And you're absolutely, absolutely right. That rhythm. And as you said too, with the, uh, almost like heartbeats and uh, I don't know what, why it is like that but it's you can see it in so many aspects but perhaps it's just as simple as that's the first thing that humanity were able to create mm. I mean I mean you could basically take a stick and yeah pound it before you you could play piano obviously so <laughs> for so sure that, that could could be one reason but yeah I see it in so many uh, areas in during my life so that's why i've been giving it some thinking too like also like the biggest fans of the musicians so to say are nine times out of ten drummer fans mm. like all yeah. those youtube videos with drumming and and all those guys are looking at, at the drummer what he's up to what he's doing and they get really <laughs> yeah fans of, of the drummer for some, for some reason <laughs> so it's i mean it's yeah something tribal almost uh, tribal yeah you know what when, when we're talking about sound and we're talking about vibration one of the things that keeps popping up in my mind is the fact that when i learned this when i was going through dj school i learned this interesting little nugget and i'm going to share it with you guys is that sound vibration does not exist in space. Oh. So you can't hear anything. There's no there's no sound in space. There's a vacuum. So once you leave our atmosphere, there's no sound. So really? so what that makes me think about is how how sound or how vibration plays such an instrumental role in our lives. Like why would we as 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 beings why would the designer of this this whole thing that we're living in why would that why would they place a being in, in a world where you can hear sound and then as soon as you leave this world you can't hear sound <laughs> so it's like so there's there's it's here for a reason it's here to teach us it's here to help bring us back into our hearts or back into a closer whatever, I don't want to give my interpretation of why music is here, but, you know, I think that's a really important piece. It might add an, an, an additional layer into um, why sound and vibration is so impactful to human beings. Wow. I didn't know that. Cool. All right. And so I let me I have to, to cancel my gigs in space. <laughs> yeah. My tour. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Adjust that, Patrick, because I know the prop. I probably took that from somewhere, and it's inaccurate at some point. So, well, so it, no, it's 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 an interesting. So, yeah. when you think about the way that we experience the life that that we're in, right? This experience, we've we've evolved over over millions of years to to have to receive sensory input that exists within this environment, right? So, the way we hear is is the the auditory sensors pick up on vibrations and those vibrations are specifically calibrated um, within the environment we exist in. Just like light, right? There are, there are lots of different spectrums of light that we don't see. And uh, for instance, let's, let's use scorpions, right? Scorpions, scorpions see different spectrum of light so that they can, they can travel at night. 
So scorpions, scorpions see different spectrum of light. It's like a purple UV light ray, and they can see things that we can't see at night. Well, that light, that light still exists. It just doesn't exist in a way that we can perceive it because we are perceived to live within the daylight hours. So when you go into space, it's not that the vibrations no longer exist. It's the vibrations no longer have the resistance of, of gravity, of all of this atmosphere. And we can't, so we, we don't have the ability to hear those vibrations anymore because they're, they're not, they're not getting the resistance of the, of the, of the environment. But if they were to that, they, if they were to continue on with, with their same energy level into eternity, they'd eventually run into another atmosphere that we'd eventually be able to hear in, right? Because we're, we're saying there's, essentially infinite amount of planets out there. There's likely there's another planet somewhere with a relatively similar atmosphere. So it's not that they, that they just don't exist. It's that, that we don't have the way to perceive them. And that's what makes it, that's what, that's what makes the whole thing that we're living in this like fascinating perspective of, of, from I, because we don't know. It's like, I don't know what's going on in your brain and I don't know what's, and you don't know what's going on in my brain at this time. But we think we have this shared, this shared understanding of this conversation we're having, where, where e- either of either of you guys are thinking about what's for what's to eat next right now, and I'm trying to talk about space waves. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's this we there's there's two ways, right? You can say you can say that you know, we were put in this place and this place is idealistic, but you can also say, hey, we've evolved to utilize our senses in an idealistic way for the environment that we exist upon. Interesting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because I was super confused by all of, by, 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 my, by, my, by my misremembering what I heard, yeah. <laughs> or, uh, but, does sound need something to bounce upon to be heard? That's what I was thinking. Like if you're in the spaceship, I guess you can talk to each other, right? Yes. But as soon as you go out and talk without the sound bouncing onto something, I don't know if that's the... Yeah, the without, the, without the friction of the environment, the, the we, yeah. the, we are not able to hear that sound. Yeah. But they, they do have like, so, so there's some pretty interesting things um, that NASA's will put out where they'll like take the frequency that a planet is, is sending off and then they'll put it into a frequency that our ears can understand. So you can like hear what Jupiter sounds like, right? Even though, even though we couldn't just, we couldn't go and like hover above Jupiter and just listen to it. But they'll put they'll put the, they'll tune those frequencies down or up whichever direction it has to go into a frequency that we can hear, and then you can hear that sound. And there, there's some. It's weird because you're, you're like, oh, this is what Jupiter sounds like, but it's not. This is what Jupiter sounds like if we make it so that we can hear it, which we never could ever possibly hear. But it does sound pretty cool. It's like, oh, this Jupiter's making music for me. How how cool is Jupiter? <laughs> Right, <laughs> and I mean it's only it's only, it's only uh, us and our way of counting that we decide Correct. that something is zero yeah. hertz. So there's yes. something below and uh, a lot <laughs> above, above. too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that figures things out. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a this is a great lead-in to to electronic music 
because because you're putting you're you're using you're using the interface of the computer right to create sounds. So it's almost as if you're do we're, do, we're doing the same thing here on Earth that works in space, just in that. And so my question, man's this is all coming off the top of my head, but how has the transition of of we like to call it like in the box, right? In the computer, how does that, how is that um, interface help either like transform your music or diminish the, your, your creativity? I'm, I'm, not, I'm just curious how that's, cause we've been, you, we've been living in this transformation where you started at eight years old, where you had a piano and that was it. And maybe yeah. you had a speaker that you could plug the piano into, right? Or an amplifier, right? So how has that changed your expression? I think I, I never created music, uh, writing music, so to say, with uh, outside a, a computer, at least not for my own, own production. So I, I haven't really been, uh, I've been doing that since I think the first record I made was in 98, perhaps on, a, on some old uh, Macintosh, but still, still a computer. <laughs> but uh, I think it made it easier, both easier and harder. You, you get sometimes too many options. Uh, like you have to limit yourself in a way to create something unique and personal. And uh, again, uh, try to make it from your heart. There's so, as you both know, because you're, you're producing too, there's like infinite amount of tools that you can download <laughs> and use to that basically anyone can make something that sounds decent without knowing what he or she's doing. But I, th I think in order to be personal and yeah, you have to limit yourself. That that's the way I like to, to think about it. Not have one thousand uh, software, this or that, and plugins and uh, what it might be. But yeah, try to find your voice in a. Uh, with, with a few tools. With a few tools. I like that. So this idea of staying with this idea of, of things that have changed you. Um, you have a shirt on. This is Yoga Changed Me, which is like, it's a big, it, that's a big tagline of Yoga Yay, the podcast, right? Yes. Uh, this, this is just some funny t-shirts I make for those Instagram uh, challenges. <laughs> I sponsor sometimes and then I people were tired of getting music as prize so then I thought uh, I thought I have to do some t-shirts to have a, like a, something new to offer so, so that's just the fun thing I did on my spare time it's super fun you and yeah. Patrick both make cool t-shirts cool merch man you guys have that in common for sure ah, I do it myself for that and just for the fun of it just yeah yeah be, be creative in some way there's, instead there's of definitely... watching kim kardashian i can <laughs> t-shirts yeah, right <laughs> so so where so, can i find your t-shirts patrick i would love to to have a look maybe yeah, you can send me the link i'll i'll send you a t-shirt i'll send you a t-shirt because my 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 t-shirt selling days are uh behind me at this point actually we have a couple out there but um <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll send you a T-shirt if you want. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I want to so I want to know a little bit more about so you guys do a weekly you guys do a weekly show right? Yoga Yay. 
Yeah, we just started actually like a month ago. So we're on episode four or five or something. So what uh, you in the games? So. <laughs> what what have what have you what have you discovered? What have, what have been the challenges? What have been the fun the fun pieces of uh, having your having your weekly podcast? For me, it has been, I don't think I got so much new knowledge in such a short amount of time in ever in my life, I guess, because like the last episode, which isn't out yet, is with a monk who was living in an ashram for uh, eight years, I believe. He's from India. Now he lives in New York. So that's why my friend Susan, who I'm doing the podcast with, she, she knew him from or know him from the Bhakti Center in New York City. Mm. And then we had some yoga teachers and then we had uh, a girl named uh, Divaya who runs a, a vegan restaurant and she was talking about uh, Ayurveda food and uh, like for one, at least one and a half hour just packed with info about like a subject which has been yeah. amazing to me and stuff I've been applying to my own life. Yeah. all right so that has been the fun part of it just basically feeling like a listener just sitting oh man, man is this person really tell hmm. telling me all the giving me all this info in one hour yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's as uh-huh. if it's as if it's as if back in the day when you would say to somebody do you read books and someone would say I, they do or they don't. And, and you, maybe the response would be something like, well, all the good information is always found in books. Yeah. It's, as al- it's as almost as if you could say the same thing now about podcasts. All the good information yeah. is now being circulated through podcasts. So open up your ears and be open to receiving is what I would suggest. <laughs> yeah, so much faster. I felt like I was yeah. after the, that episode, I have been reading 500 books about Ayurveda almost. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so that has been, and, and the, the challenges has been, of course, as you know, too, the editing and the sound and Zoom and all those kind of things that needs to work in order to to make it audible, so to say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, or, it's or, a fun, or, fun, fun, fun uh, journey too to learn. Or, sure. ju- or just making sure that, 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 that the time zones match up for the right time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was saying to my friend, okay, so they, they, they think I'm in, uh, let's see, they think I'm in uh, Russia. Russia. <laughs> <laughs> just looking, where, where, where in the world is, is it 6 p.m. now? <laughs> I've, I've got, I, got, I used to travel in Europe for work all the time, and I would go from different time zones. I would go from like Barcelona to Germany to down to down to France, over to Sweden, like all over the place. And just those two or three hour time chunks, the, the time change for me was so hard for me to understand. I don't, I, yeah. I, it's, all those memories are flooring back at me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, man. So let's, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for making this work out. Number one, um, that, that, that I appreciate that time time zones, correct or not. I'm glad we, I'm glad we were all able to get on a, on a call together. Um, <laughs> I, I want to, um, I want to, I want to get, your insight into, and, you know, we've kind of touched around this, but I want to, I want to be very direct on this is like, 
where you where you feel the impact of of good music being paired with a yoga practice and and where you think that impact lies and and how how valuable and important do you do you do you find having a nice soundtrack behind behind a practice is i think um it's really hard for me to answer because I can't, I never practice with music myself. Mm. I practice with silence only. And the, I think the main reason being I'm too analytic. Mm. I can't listen to, since it's my work and has been for so many years, I can't, I can't listen to something without start to analyze it, which mm. is, which is something I would, I really miss. I have a really hard time to just maybe classical music is or, or more acoustic music is uh, it, then it works. But as soon as there are sounds, I start to think, OK, which drum machine is this and how do they EQ that thing or, you know, all those. So, so I I, um, I don't practice with music myself, but uh, other than that, I think two answers, I think uh the yoga teachers who has been using my music uh this w the, it helps them to like create the flow of the class mm. so that's something I'm, I'm trying to combine to to keep like if it's an hour of vinyasa then do do the right uh, start uh, middle uh, and end so to say yeah. and then the other thing i heard is that a lot of people saying is uh, with meditation that it really helps them to to clear, clear the mind in a way to just I mean I mean the ideal situation would be to to just not listen to anything and still be present and don't think about anything but your breathing but as far as I understood music helps a lot of people to be closer to that experience mm. if that's uh, yeah that's what comes to mind and then just yeah. uh, give it a, a feeling of the class. I think, as we mentioned so many times this last hour, that music is really something special. And it could be as simple as saying, oh, this song is awesome for driving. Or you all, always relate music to a feeling or a situation. And I think yeah. for yoga, it's, it can be a, a fantastic soundtrack yeah, if it's yeah. done, done right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well said. Yeah. The soundtrack of being, if you want to go that far. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And I, I remember this chef saying that uh, my, my food tastes different depending on which music I put on. And I thought that was really a cool way to, to see it, that music has the ability to to change your mood and uh, the atmosphere. And yeah, it's, it's something very special, <laughs> I very think. Special. Yeah. I, sp I spend a lot of time with the teachers that I train and coach on how to craft musical, um, musical environments that make sense. And just like you're yeah. talking about, man's the arc of the class is really, really important. It's really important that if you're teaching like a power vinyasa flow, that you have a good kick drum in the middle because it's going to be a power flow, right? If you have, um, if you have, for example, a, a, a cooled out restore 
class, which is where I pr play primarily a lot of your music is in the is my is in my restore classes. And just that general melodic tone, that harmonic sort of rhythm, almost like a river, almost like a little bit of a wave that's just carrying you down the whole experience so that when your mind does peak up and when you do start to think right and do and plan as minds do, that music can be that that common thread that that attaches you back to your practice, yeah. back to your breath, and back to you, back to your experience that you're having on the map. Yeah, you really put it down. You, you were you were t taking, you were stealing my words. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I was. That that was exactly what I wanted to say. If I could <laughs> express it as as well as you, but that's the, like the, yeah, the most common uh, thing I hear that it's like snaps you back to the to the moment, take takes you back to the moment. That's what the music yes. helps yes. you with. Yes. And I mean, I mean, the ideal situation would be no music, no nothing, and meditate for and practice for 10 hours without thinking one external thought but i think most of us can't do that so if the music can help i'm super grateful and happy for that of course you're helping so many people around the world man i don't even think you understand well i'm here to share that with you that you are here in arizona specifically i get more comments on who was that? What was that piano track you played at the end at the end of your practice? It's, it's not. It's not about the yoga. It's not about you know my my teachings. It's about what what track was that at the end of practice? And I was like, his name is Songs of Eden, and 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 et cetera, et cetera. I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell the words, and they, and they always like want to look at my phone and get a snapshot of it so they can do their own research on it. So you're impacting oh, so cool. you're impacting so many people, man. It's it's um it's a it's a, such a joy to to now have this deeper connection. I feel like the music even speaks louder now that we have um, had this great opportunity to talk. Wow, thank you so much. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, it was an awesome talk. I learned quite a lot too. So much to, is there a way to to get a copy of this and listen back? Because I really want to li listen again to what both of you said. It was really inspiring for me. We'll get you a copy for sure. Yeah, for hey, sure. Hey, cool. <laughs> Thank you guys. 